Welcome to the party, pal. The Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Mr. President, what does a fistful of cash get you if you are sitting on the tundra wishing someone would come pick you up? Or if you're calling a state trooper after being assaulted and no one comes? Or if you're trying to pay competitive pay for a teacher in rural Alaska and you can't pay for that? What good does this what good is a high dividend do if you don't have also a balanced budget? Mmm, baby, how are you? Good morning. Welcome to the program. It is the Michael Duke Show, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or translator and around the world at MichaelDukeShow.com. Hi, how are you? Thus, you just heard the words of wisdom from Natasha Von Imhoff, who, again, is just shocked, shocked, I'll tell you, at the greed. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. I just don't fathom it. No, she can't fathom it. She can't wrap her brain around it. What good is a fistful of cash if... People are dying in the tundra and police don't show up and teachers aren't paid because, you know, we're spending all this money on other things that we should be in. How dare you get the greed? How dare you do that? What good is a fistful of cash? Mr. President, what does a fistful of cash get you if you are sitting on the tundra wishing someone would come pick you up? Yeah, I know. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I'm just I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you, that Natasha Von Imhoff is just so upset and so in favor <clears throat> of a balanced budget. Oh, my God, a balanced budget? Oh, baby, we are going to talk about this for today. Oh, yeah. Um, hi, how are you? Welcome, welcome to the program. My goodness, how quickly the tunes have changed. How quickly the tunes have changed of many in the legislature who suddenly are aghast. I say again, aghast that we should actually draw from savings of any kind, although I'm not convinced of that. But the argument they're making is, how dare we draw from savings to pay for this? We need a balanced budget. We, we, we can't, we shouldn't be drawing from savings. We need to, hey, uh, where you been since, uh, you know, like 2016? I'm just, you know, where you been since we drew 18 billion dollars out of savings i'm asking 
for a friend. This is what we are facing today, my friends. This kind of hypocrisy. And it is nothing but blatant hypocrisy. Every one of these legislators who goes on to say, well, you know, we really shouldn't. We should have a balanced budget. We shouldn't be drawing from. Sa- if you do this, you'll draw the savings account down. And we that's. Really? What have you guys done uh, lately? What have you guys done over the last five or six years except draw enormous amounts of money from the CBR, the SBR, the ERA, the KGB, the FBI, the whatever whatever acronym. If it had money in it, you guys were all about, mm, let's take some of that. All of a sudden, though, oh, we can't do that. So <clears throat> we're going to talk about this in great detail. Uh, I wish I had time to play all the sound bites this morning, but I'm going to focus in on uh, Natasha because she is just such a soundbite machine. I swear to God, that woman, she has no conception of what's going on around her in the real world. Those of us who are not millionaires uh, understand this. And uh, again, I'm not chastising her for being, I wish I was a millionaire. I'm, I'm an equal opportunity. I wish every one of you was a millionaire. But at least somebody who has a little bit of a, a, you know, a passing acquaintance of what it's like to live hand to mouth and this, this absolute arrogance of what good does a fistful of cash do you? Well, let's see. Puts fuel in the tank, puts tires on my car, puts, kid, puts uh, food in my kid's belly. It does a lot. It does a lot. And the fact that immediately, this is the same stuff that we heard before, when the bridges were going to fall down and the whole thing and the troopers wouldn't show. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. Basically saying they can't, what she's saying essentially is they can't let go of some of their other pet projects to prioritize things like public safety and education and infrastructure. The three things that are actually mandated in the state constitution. All the other bull crap is just that. All, all the all the other stuff out there that we've been talking about. I mean, just BS. I mean, that's exactly right. That's exactly what it is. All the other stuff outside of public safety, education, and infrastructure. That was just BS. That's exactly what it is. It's Bert Stedman. Everything outside of that is just BS. But what's the first thing that they bring up? Well, if you if you do this, there'll be no there'll be no law enforcement. It'll be chaos, mass hysteria, dogs and cats living together. And the children, who will teach the children? Well, apparently their parents will, because that's seen such a significant increase over I mean, I'm dude, I am so into this right now, <clears throat> but I, I need to digress for a moment. I did not intend to start and get into the uh, get on the rails on this. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. All right. Okay. Um I uh coming up in hour 2 of the program today is going to be State Senator Mike Shower. 
who has a post on Facebook, which if you haven't seen right now, I've, I've shared the post up on my Facebook page this morning. He posted it, um, he posted it last night, um, kind of late last night. I was, I was already, uh, on the verge of sleep when he posted this last night, but we'll talk about that here in a minute, but it's all about the budget. The Senate has passed the budget. The Senate has passed the budget out $5,500 is what they have uh, uh, approved to be appropriated for uh, every person who's applied for a PFD, $5,500, which is uh, $4,300 or $4,200 in dividend and about $1,300 in their own version of the energy relief check, Um, which, hey... I was happy with just the $4,200, but uh, the energy relief check sounds good to me, too. Uh, he talked about that. We're going to get into that this morning. Uh, we also got a couple other headlines, but really, I don't care about the other headlines. I do want to talk about this one just because I find it so um, <laughs> I find it so political. I find it so typically political. Uh, this is the story that I want to start off with. Um and then I can move on to what I really care about. Because I don't really care about Al Gross, right? I'm never voting for Al Gross. Most of the people I know and love are never voting for Al Gross. Al Gross is getting the crap kicked out of him by the Democrats who were all about him last time. And in fact, they've been all about him up until the point where the leak came out that said Roe v. Wade was going to be, Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned. And now all of a sudden, the Democrats, I mentioned it yesterday, came out and were like, Al Gross is not one of us. Al Gross said he would caucus with Republicans. Al Gross is not a Democrat. Al Gross is get, oh, burn him. Um, it turned out that that's not exactly what Al Gross said. I mean, although he implied it, um, it, um, it, uh, uh, it, in his interview with the Anchorage Daily News the other day, about a week ago, ten days ago. He was talking and asked about who he would caucus with, and he decide he declined to comment. Uh, and commit to whether he was going to caucus with either party. About midway through the interview, he changed that a little bit and said, when I'm elected, I will caucus with the majority, at least for the first two years, because I think that's what's in the best interest of Alaska. After two years, I'll caucus with whoever best represents the value of Alaskans. Now, what's interesting about this is that the Democrats currently hold the majority. But it is an implicit admission by the Democrats because he said, I'll caucus with the majority caucus for the, at least the first two years. They are implying already that they know that there's going to be a midterm shift and that the Republicans are going to take uh, going to take the majority because that's what they're saying. Oh, he said he'd caucus with Republicans. I mean, that's that's the that's the, that's the implications here. Anyway, <clears throat> old Al Gross has uh, come back out and said, no, no, when I get to de- he <clears throat> no, no. Say it ain't so. Don't leave me, sweet lips. He says, when I get to Washington, I will caucus with the Democrats. He said that in a campaign email yesterday, a day after the Democratic Party said that that Al Gross is not a liberal, not a Democrat, that he will join. He's a loser. I mean, they actually said that. Proven loser. Uh I just love, I love to watch them eat their own. It is so joy. 
I just get such a thrill from watching this happen. But of course, you know, the second this comes out, he's no, no, no. I'm I will caucus with the Democrats. I will do what I'm told. I will just please continue to give me money. I will. I just it's fake news. He said in a campaign email that he would caucus with the Democrats, and he said, "quote There has been some fake news." from establishment political parties trying to make voters believe otherwise. Fake news. <laughs> Proven loser. Proven loser. Oh, my God. This is so great. Now, here's the interesting part. Lindsey Kavanaugh, who's the executive director of the Democratic Party, Remember, they said he said he would caucus with Republicans. Now, those words never came out of his mouth. What he said was he would caucus with the majority for two years. Here's what she comes out and says. And says uh, the Democratic executive director, Lindsey Kavanaugh, said Tuesday that Gross's earlier statements uh, indicated that he didn't know he was going who he was going to caucus with. I prefer that he caucus with Democrats. So I think there's value in what we did. Lying. Right. Because he never said he would caucus with Republicans. He said, I would caucus with the majority. At this point, the Democrats have the majority. Now, did he mean the majority then, the majority now? I mean, it's, it's really kind of a gray area. But he never actually said, I'm going to caucus with Democrats or with Republicans. But she comes out, I think, so I think there's value in what we did because now we have a commitment from him. So basically, we lied We lied about what he said, but now he's come to our side, so we know it must be good and true. It's not going... (laughs) I hate you all. I cannot... People can actually look themselves in the mirror and go, well, that was a just political maneuver. Yes, that was completely ethical. We We will accuse him of doing something that he didn't do or didn't say. In a, in, a, in a way to make sure that he then comes to our side and that we've coerced him and strong-armed him into publicly declaiming that he will be for us. Yes, totally justifiable, totally ethical. Oh. All right, I'm a little wound up today. I'd be the first to admit, I'm a little bit wound up. All right, well, we're going to talk about this. Uh, that's, that's, that was the other story that caught my attention. But as you can tell, I am all wrapped up about this whole Senate passing. And I want to talk a little bit about the coverage of this by the ADN. And Iris Samuels, who apparently has got no problem writing the talking points of the pro-government crowd. I mean, there's really not even a little bit of counterpoint in this thing. There's not even a there's not even an attempt to prov- bias. Mm. Iris, do you get checks from the uh, Senate? Uh, you know, from the from the pro government majority in the House and the Senate. Do you get a check every month? I'm asking again for a friend because the way you write some of this stuff, oh, uh, baby. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. We're going to talk about this. <clears throat> uh, you you ready to go? You ready to uh, to do this? I'm going to dive down into this, and I've got all of Natasha's comments, all two minutes and forty nine seconds of it. Not just the little bit of uh, you know. Mr. President, what does a fistful 
I mean, what 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 goods the what what does a fistful of cash get us? Oh man, we got the whole thing, the whole the whole enchilada. You're gonna you're gonna like this. The Michael Luke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. We return with more right after this. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Wow. Okay. Hi. How are you? Good morning. Hi, Nick. How you doing up on YouTube? We got Anthony and uh, Kevin and Daniel and uh, Angie and uh, Greg, Brian, the, the old genie, ain't the, my dad. Hello, dad. The whole crew is out there in force this morning. Good morning, Sherry. Also on YouTube this morning. Um, <clears throat> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Tone deaf millionaires. Yep. Imagine the irrelevance of charitable organizations if Alaskans were allowed to take care of themselves. Uh, when you look up, says David, entitled tone-deaf politicians, Natasha's mugshot is right up there near the top. I would say if you look it up on Wikipedia, there's probably a soundbite of her basically looking at the camera and saying, The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. Yeah, I know. It's probably right there. Right, right there. Anthony is stuck in Seattle trying to get home. <laughs> he says, if the airlines keep paying me and the wife thousands of dollars per missed overbooked flight to Fairbanks, I'm going to have to file a W-4 for this vacation. Good for you. I've got a friend that was supposed to be back on Sunday uh, from Minnesota. They had their flights canceled. They got on the new flight yesterday. It was two hours late. They missed all their connections. Then they had to spend overnight in Minneapolis. And now, I mean, it's... Man, I would not want to be flying right now. It is a total and complete train wreck. Uh, 300,000 in canned salmon to the Ukraine, 600,000 in diving boards, parks, and acreage trails, 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 trails. What the? F- what are you guys doing down there, Kevin? $600,000 for diving boards? Shouldn't that be on the Anchorage uh, you know, municipality? Shouldn't that be on the residents of Anchorage who are benefiting from that? I'm just, I mean, at least a rail spur or a road to the, like for Point Mac or, or to the port, money spent on the port, at least that goes, you know, and benefits all of Alaskans. Anyway. Um, into this, I've not seen you this animated in years. Well, it's been a few weeks, but I'll be honest, I've been a little beat down by all this stuff that's been going on, but I am just, I mean... <laughs> oh man now is the time to call your house rep and ask them to concur with the senate changes to hb 281 did you have a monster energy with that coffee no i didn't i just in fact i just had a single monster this morning um <clears throat> that's my splurge every now and then i have a monster energy drink in the morning because i like them um palin will defend the second amendment wow let's go little fired up. Got to be an amazing show. I hope shower doesn't implode. Yeah, well, I think all the governor candidates are pro 2A. Uh, I think all the uh, I think all the Republican candidates for the House are pro 2A. Uh, 
You've got a friend. Cute. <laughs> I know. It's amazing to think that I actually might have a friend. I have to pay them. They're an employee, actually. So, I mean, they're not really a friend. But I'm. please don't, don't shatter my self-image on that. Ticket prices are crazy high right now. I've been trying to book my flight back to Florida, and prices are all over the place. Layovers are 6 to 12 hours long. Um, the strike is ongoing. There is a strike for Alaska. Delta's having all kinds of problems. I don't know what's going on. I do, I do not know what is going on. It is a train wreck. That's what's going on. Uh, if you're not allowed to breathe the rarefied air in the Senate finance room, then go for your amendments on the floor. I'm going, yes, yes, that's exactly sure. Uh, not sure, but they're paying $1,500 per delayed tickets and comping hotels and meals. Well, they had a strike. The strike started on Monday. That's what's going on. Alaska Airlines has got a strike going on, a pilot strike. So, yeah, they're paying for it. $1,500 per delayed ticket? Woof, man. Woof. All right. Oh man, this is gonna be a day. All right, we're gonna we're gonna jump into this. You ready to go? Like and share this video. Like and follow the show page. Please share. Hit subscribe. Ring the bell on YouTube. Let's do this thing. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. Okay, are you ready to dive into this? Are you ready to, mm, mm. I got to tell you, so late last night, I kept hearing things. And Natasha made it all the way back to uh, to Juno, obviously. Uh, I played her a little bit of her clip here earlier. Uh, and I had heard initially that, oh, she came down to submarine and sabotage the whole thing. But no, it made it out. The, the final passage of the budget made it out of the, uh, of the, of the House. Uh, made it out of the Senate, rather. 15 to 5. 15 to 5. The Senate, this is from Mike Showers last night, the Senate just passed the budget to the House tonight. If they vote tomorrow, which is today, as I'm hearing they might, and concur, the budget is done. The $5,500 stand. If they do not concur, it goes to the conference committee where the current finance co-chairs in both bodies will run the committee along with a minority member from each body currently unidentified for a total of six members on the committee. That is a near guarantee the PFD amount will be cut dramatically likely in half of the $5,500 amount, close to where it started at the beginning of the Senate's budget yesterday. We need 21 House members to vote yes on the concurrence. I'm hearing from the House minority of the 18, they only have 14, two of which, by the way, I will sidebar for a moment, two of which may be David Eastman and Chris Kirka. They may vote against this because there is a minor provision about abortion somewhere in this bill. And they may vote no on the full dividend uh, on a on some kind of on 
They made it. So if you, and again, I'm anti-abortion, pro-life, everything else. But at this point, I think we should vote yes on this to get it through, to get it stuck through. So if you are in Kirkus or Eastman's district, you might want to encourage them for that as well. Uh, anyway, only 18 of the, they only have 14, what, what, which means that you need seven in the House majority. It's a big lift. If just two of the four House minority members switch to yes, making it a 16 House minority yes vote, it's a good possibility that there are five yes votes from the House majority to get the 21 yes votes for concurrence. Many of the House majority Democrats do not support anything larger than the current $1,200 PFD and their $1,300 energy relief check. Now is the time. Now is the time, and time is of the essence. If you like the idea of a fifty-five hundred dollar PFD this year, and what that means for every man, woman, and child in Alaska, get on the phones, email, radio, social media, flood the House of Representatives with requests that they vote yes to concur with the Senate budget now. Hmm. So this is the vote. Now, here, interestingly enough, here is who voted. Well, I guess I'll start with who voted against it because it was 15 to 5. Baggage voted against it. Lyman Hoffman voted against the budget. Jesse Keel voted against the budget. Natasha voted against the budget. And uh, you can follow the lead strings from her apron right back to Josh Revac, who voted no on the budget. Everybody else voted yes. Click Bishop, LV Gray Jackson. Scott Kawasaki, Machiki. I mean, what? Donnie Olson, Bert Stedman, Gary Stevens, Willikowski. They all voted yes on the budget. After, by the way, Stedman <clears throat> really went into how well, this is just not good. <laughs> the walrus is spoken. Uh, just love. I just love his mustache. The walrus is spoken. Um. But this, yeah, I mean, that was the vote. Revac voted again. I mean, how does this, I mean, okay, let me just ask a question. How does this guy expect to become a congressman for all Alaska when people will be, I mean, if I was running against him, I know that it doesn't have anything necessarily to do with uh, being a congressman, but I would be running it back to character to say, you dis, you you didn't trust Alaskans to be able to spend their own money? I mean, a full statutory dividend and you voted no? I mean, you didn't. I mean, Scott Kawasaki voted yes and you voted no? Well, uh, Natasha told me to, so I am. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Stedman is counting on the House to pack his water, says Michael in the chat room. And I would not disagree with that. He, you know, this was a good vote for him. He gets a little bit of political cover, and then he expects the House to completely tear it apart. And you know what? We may still circle the wagons and shoot inwards and kill ourselves on this because we may get some minority members who want to make some kind of point or sticking point on parts of the budget instead of just, you know, like putting it through and then dealing with the consequences of some of these other things later. This is the largest, this is the statutory dividend. How long have we been fighting for a statutory dividend? Plus the energy relief payment. I would have just been happy with the 4200 bucks. <laughs> but this is it. 
Okay, so some of the, the uh, let me go back to what I was talking about earlier. The coverage of this by the ADN. Okay, Iris Samuels. She's been taking over for James Brooks, who's now leaving to go do his own thing with the uh, state newsroom, pro-publica, left-leaning, you know, we're non-biased, but we're all left-leaners, uh, doing his own thing out there. But here's Iris Samuels. Here's the headline. Senate passes a budget with $5,500 cash payments to Alaska that could drain the state's savings. And then, of course, she starts in the first thing. The Alaska Senate on Tuesday approved a budget that would require the state to dip into savings to cover the $5,500 cash payments. The ballooned Senate budget includes a full statutory dividend. The ballooned. I mean, you never saw any of these words when they were spending on all these other things. But the second that they started talking about a full PFD, now it's ballooned. Louise Stutes, thank you to all you people in Kodiak, by the way. I hate you all in a loving Christian way. But all you people who sent Stutes back, here was her comment last night. We, we have all these conservative people that have been nickel and diming different bills saying we've got to save money. The House, our anticipation was to put a lot of money in savings. Well, that just got shut down in the Senate. All these conservative people just spent all our money, all our savings accounts, and the money we haven't gotten yet. Well, that's what you've been doing for years. We just happen to give the money directly to the people instead of the government. I can see the sin now. I can see it. I I can see I can see the sin. Senate President Peter Machicki was optimistic about the outlook for the state savings, saying that the budget couldn't go under changes before it's finalized. Um, where was this other comment? Oh, and then Natasha. We're going to talk about Natasha in a second. But Bonnie Moff and Josh Reback. Here's the final quote from Machicki. We will continue to elect people who only platform whose only platform is a full statutory PFD until we find a solution, a long-term sustainable solution. I mean, that kind of sounded like you were it's a bad thing. We'll continue to elect people who only platform is a full statutory PFD until we find a solution. He says, I'm most frustrated with the fact that we can't land a bill that moves us forward on solving the PFD issue. How about we just pay the statutory PFD, Pete? Right? I mean, how about that? That would really just fix the problem, right? But, you know, if you keep wanting to change it and all you produce, if all you give us is poop and two pieces of bread and expect us to go ahead and eat that sandwich, I, you know, you wonder why we recoil and say, no, no, no there's got to be a, there's got to be a door number three here somewhere. I mean, what? Anyway, here... <clears throat> I boy, I just so many ways I want to go here. I'm going to play you Natasha's full kick on this because she really didn't speak much all of yesterday, and then she got up onto this on the final vote on the budget, and it just screams arrogance. It just screams elitism. It just screams the fact that she is so. Out of touch with the average Alaskan, and but I gotta I gotta be honest with you. Part of that, and actually, I need to open this up in another way so that I can, uh, uh, so that I can uh, 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 stop it and talk about it at the same time. So let me let me do that. Let me open it up a different way. Oh, so, uh, all right, got the got the recording back now. Let me do that over here. Uh, but I want to I want to I want to. There's a couple places in here 
where I really want to make some points. Do I have enough time? Uh, I don't think I do. I don't think I have enough time because I really want to comment on that. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we will uh, we'll we'll continue this and we'll dive into we'll start it off with uh, we'll start it off with uh, Natasha's comments and uh, and my commentary, and we will return in just a moment. Yep. The Michael Duke Show. Common says, yeah, go ahead. I'll open up the phone lines again in the last segment here. But I'm going to do my thing first. So you may have to wait on hold for a minute. We'll be back. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense. Liberty-based. Free-thinking radio. We'll return with more right after this. Your mental suppository. Well, that was unfortunate. I I killed the podcast recording, so now I have to go back and re-record it off of Facebook or YouTube, the first part of it anyway, first 40 minutes, which is unfortunate because I've got other things to do, but we'll get her done. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it, Bobby. Should have should have should have done something different. All right. Um Let's see. Uh, over to the chat room. Oh, nope. The caller hung up, which is fine. The caller hung up, which is fine with me. We're going to get into this here. Uh, if all Anchorage gets $5,500, the rep's next soundbite will be about drunken brawls and new snow machines everywhere, says Jeannie. <laughs> <coughs> you made me swallow my own spit this morning. All right, there we go. Um, let's see, call and email your representatives. Yup. Yup. Uh, does that quote from a not say that the house will fix this, even though he voted for it? Um, let me see what it says here. Uh, cause I want to make sure that, I'm, uh, uh, um, scroll down here, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Um, we'll work it out. Where is the other comment from a Because there was a comment from a that said, Something along the lines of um, the reality of it staying in its final form is essentially non-existent, said Machiki. Would I like to see additional money in savings than what we have in this budget? I do. But we have a long way to go in here before the next week and a half, and I believe that there will be solutions to that concern. So he didn't say that the House would fix it, but I think he basically is insisting that it's going to be up in the conference committee anyway. So that's, that's how it works. All right. Uh, Natasha and the Communists aim assembly in Anchorage channel the bulk of COVID relief money to purchase homeless shelters, job security for Natasha and the Rasmussen Foundation. I mean, does she need job security? When you make $1.2, $1.4 million a year out of your trust fund, do you need job security? I mean, again, I'm asking for a friend. Natasha. Um... They're not going to give us a full PFD. They just gave everyone a feel-good moment. They won't spend money for lubricant. Well, I mean, yeah, they give everybody a – you know what the worst part is, though? They've given everybody a feel-good moment, and now everybody has got that expectation built up. If it gets crushed, there will be hell to pay. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I might sound a bit petty, but getting full PFD over Bishop's objection a week after we censure him could be the icing on the cake. <laughs> uh this is the early 2000s mentality. As long as people get their fat PFG check, who cares what else is in the budget? I mean, I do care what else is in the budget. Don't get me wrong, Chris. I do care. But at some point, <clears throat> I mean, Alaskans are certainly hurting. And uh, if this is the lever that we can do to open up the budget even more, then I'm all about it. Imagine what that will do for our economy, says Greg. Direct injection. I mean, again, Dropping a couple billion dollars directly into the economy into the economy in the hands of the people? Yeah, that would be a good one. Um, there's more at play here, says Angie. Co-chairs of finance in the Senate do not support the amendment that gives money to the Anchorage and Nome ports or money to the Matsu for roads. Does Anchorage really want to risk losing the money already in the budget for the port? Sadly, it's a big budget. Not everything that we want is in there, but the full PFD is, remember, our governor still has to go at it. Stopping the grip of the budget by a few is a must. This is the way to do it. Call call and email all reps to concur. Yes, vote yes to concur. Yes, I believe that is correct. Uh, let me see if this thing is working here. So I'm going to begin my talk real quickly here, looking at Article 9, Section 13 under expenditures. It's Yeah, okay. So this is the... This be the one. Uh, amplify. Enhance. 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 Amplify. Okay. Uh, got it. Did it. Done it. There it is. Look at that. Hit the save button. Nope. Don't do that. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, it, it, echo? You said echo? Did it echo? Well, that's going to suck. Uh, was it echoey at all? Oh, man. The second thing I ask is, what do we value? We do have money to pay for a healthy budget and a healthy dividend. So do you guys, do you guys, is it, it's echoey? Sons of a bastards. All right. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with that. We'll fix it. Uh, not only did I break everything, we'll come back over here and do it. All right. Uh, we are 40 seconds out. How about, how about this one? So... I'm going to begin my talk real quickly here, looking at Article 9. How's that? Was that echoey at all? No? Yes? No? Maybe? That has an echo, too? That's a thumbs up. Okay. So I'm assuming that second one had no echo, since you guys are a little bit behind here on the power curve. Um. All right. It's good. Good, good, good. All right. Well, I guess I will kill that one. Do I want to save it? No. Do I want to save changes to Untitled? Oh, cancel. Did it pop it up in the same window? It did. Look at that. Okay. I've still got my rest of my budget. Here we go. Okay, um, I discovered that, uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, I have to play it over here. So I'm not going to be able to really, I'm going to comment behind it. Um, there's a couple things that I want to get into, uh, but I can't play the standalone version for some reason. It's causing some problems. So 
Uh, we're going to hit Natasha Von Imhoff's comments on the budget. Here they are in their entirety. Two minutes <clears throat> and 49 seconds. I may uh, I may talk over them at some point, but here we go. Uh, let's get started. Here we are, Natasha, on the floor of the Senate late yesterday. So I'm going to begin my talk real quickly here, looking at Article 9, Section 13 under expenditures. It states... Unobligated appropriations outstanding at the end of the period of time specified by law shall be void. What does that mean? In about a year, some of this budget is going to be left hanging. It's going to be unfunded. We can't obligate an expenditure if there is no money available to pay for it. Therefore, about a billion, and so much money has been thrown out in the last couple of days, it's hard to say, of this budget will be voided per our Constitution. No one can predict the price of oil. And for folks to say, well, we've got, you know, war in Ukraine or whatnot, and that's going to help the price of oil, no one can predict the price of oil or the market for the next 12 months. Except they do that every year with a budget. $100 oil per barrel, in my opinion, is reckless. The second thing I ask is, what do we value? We do have money to pay for a healthy budget and a healthy dividend. Healthy. We don't have enough to pay at the highest level desired by both. Exactly. The key is to have a balance between the two. The balance is actually limited government. Some money towards capital projects. I value that we live within our means. I value that we live in a sustainable budget. And I value balance. Except for we've, of course, spent all our savings over the last five years. Because I ask you, Mr. President, what does a fistful of cash get you if you are sitting on the tundra wishing someone would come pick you up? I need somebody to pick me well, up. If you're calling a state trooper after being assaulted. No, I need the and cops. And no one comes. Or the police. Or, the or if you're trying children. to pay competitive pay for a teacher in rural Alaska and you can't pay for that. I don't know. Maybe we should prioritize. What good does a high dividend do if you don't have also a balanced budget? There are consequences with the choices made today on this floor and yesterday. The choice to liquidate the Treasury on a hope and a prayer that oil prices remain high has consequences. Wait. We drain the savings accounts. Here it comes. We have budgets like this that marches closer to an income tax. Oh, you hear the quiver in her Ad voice? Ad hoc draws that's on the permanent what, fund. That's what she's scared about. For children and grandchildren. Ad hoc draw on the permanent fund. You've and been all about that. a high dividend of billions of dollars means other things are not funded. Mr. President, the irony is that this is one of the collective highest budgets in history. I checked during our break. No, oh, I'm so glad. And it's supported by so-called fiscal conservatives. Oh, this is where they bash I the speak conservatives. For Alaskans today who think beyond the next election cycle. I will not be supportive of this defective budget. This defective budget. Defective. Did you hear the quaver in her voice? Income tax. Oh, she's terrified. Then she chastises the ad hoc draw from the dividend, from the permanent fund. This ad hoc draw. For the, you guys have all been all about the ad hoc draw. You guys have just been made ad hoc. You guys have just made stuff up as you went along anyway. But now, because it's not going in your way, I mean, could you imagine? What good is a fish full of cash? Well, I don't know. A fistful of cash could put food on my table. It could put some fuel oil in my tank, you know, because winter would be coming on when the dividend shows up. It could be putting new tires on my car for the winter, making sure that my car will run at 50 below in Fairbanks. 
I mean, it could do a lot against the government services that I never draw on, right? It could do a lot, a fistful of cash, but she just cannot understand. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. I just don't fathom it. Yeah, I know. I know you can't. That's what happens when you make $150,000 a month. That's what happens. You just don't fathom it. Because, yeah, when you're stuck on the tundra and you want somebody to pick you up. Hey, with that money, I could pick myself up. I wouldn't have to look to the government. I wouldn't have to be dependent. You want to you want to bolster life in the rural communities? You want to give more life back to the villages? Give them their $4,000 dividend so that their family of four can get an influx of $20,000. <sighs> Man. Now I'm getting pissed. All right, so uh, let's go to the phones. 433-3150. The Pivotel call in line. Uh, let's open it up and see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Michael. This is Jeannie from Kenai. Hello, Jeannie. So I'm not going to talk about the movie that I was kind of wanting to talk about yesterday because I don't want to be responsible for getting deplatformed. Right. But everybody who hasn't watched it needs to watch it. Yeah, it's a little bit of money, um, but he did a ton of research. They did a fantastic investigation. Of course, there's a lot of things they can't answer because as soon as the ballot hits the elections office, the external verification envelope comes off and now we don't know who cast that vote. So right. that's where the biggest problem is. We're not voting in person. Right. I want to talk a little bit about how we can shore up our elections in Alaska to make sure that Murkowski doesn't pull this kind of shenanigans or anybody else and gets elected to an office that nobody wants them in. Right. I think ultimately we need to go back to regular voting. We need to go back to polls. We need to go back to they watched me walk through the door, cast my vote, and put it in the box. And then they counted it, put it in the tally, and, and we're done. Right. We're well, not doing that anymore. We need to, we need to stick with that uh, well, method. It worked for hundreds of years, and right. it, still need, it still will work. Well, luck, luckily, we're going to go I, back I to that. mail-in voting is what's toxic. Yeah, I think I think we're luckily we're going back to that. I mean, the mail-in vote right now is only for the uh, primary, the special primary. But you're right. We need to avoid going to a full mail-in balloting system uh, in the polls in person. That's fine. Question ballots, absentees like we had it before. That's fine. Uh, but you're right. One person, one vote, verified, putting it in, watching it go into the box. That's definitely what needs to happen, Jeannie. I agree with you on that. And the movie she's talking about, by the way, if folks want to go out and find it, it's called 2,000 Mules by Dinesh D'Souza. And uh, uh, you can go uh, find it out there online. I think it's at 2000mules.com. Thank you, uh, Jeannie, for the call. I appreciate it here. I got three more calls on hold, so let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning. It's John from Kodiak. Who yep. are you, and what did you do with the real Michael Duke? 
<laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'm just a little wound up today. I try not to get too wound up because it's exhausting for you guys, I'm sure, to listen to me rant. So for a week now, I've been listening to you uh, excoriate the, the political class with their spending. But then all of a sudden, as long as you'll get the $5,000 PFD, everything is good, pass it, and I'm pro-life. But, you know, I won't dig into the details on why there might be something in there about that. But as long as they get the 5000 they can spend like drunken Democrats, not drunken sailors. I'm a sailor. I'm <laughs> drunk and spending money. It's my own money. Well, John, let me say this. I've been fighting this fight for a long time, and these people are going to spend anyway. Um, I would much rather have $5,000 per person go to every Alaskan to bolster the private economy and do everything else. Um, yeah, the reason that they say it's the largest in history is because of the statutory dividend. That's what would cause it to become the largest in history. They were already on course to spend over seven, almost $8 billion, which again, one of the largest in history. All this does is take some of that money that they wanted to quote unquote play with at the end and it gives it to Alaskans. That's the thing. That's what makes it the largest. Now, if they had done what the framers had intended and prioritized the dividend first and then done, uh, you know, paid for government with what was left over, which is what they were supposed to do, we would still have a high budget. I, am I happy with the budget overall? No. I mean, we got a lot of things in there that we can't. But the bottom line is Alaskans have had their money stolen from them for the last six years. Six years years to the tune of almost fifteen or $16,000 for every man, woman, and child in the state stolen and ripped away by the state government. This is just a little bit of that payback. Um, does it mean that the budget goes high? Yeah, but the budget was high anyway. At least this would bolster the private economy and maybe set a precedent for a full dividend in the future. Um, I know that maybe that's hard for a lot of people to wrap their brains around, but you got to understand uh, this this issue a little bit deeper than the five or six or seven days you've been listening to know this is something we've been fighting for a long time. All right, I'll still listen to you. Well, good. Uh, I'm glad I I'm glad I saved it. Thank you so much, John, for your call. Thanks for listening. Don't vote for Louis Stutes when you get vested down there. All right, let's go over here. One final call. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, this is Ray at North Pole. Hello, Ray in North Pole. Well, Kirk had lost my vote and my support. He just shot himself in the foot. By doing and, what? Uh, by voting against the permanent fund. Well, he hasn't voted yet. I mean, there hasn't been a concurrence vote yet in the House. Uh, but the, the rumor is is that they may be standing against it because of uh, some of the some of the pro-life conventions, pro-life uh, uh, or anti-abortion conventions that are in the new budget, um, but that that's. So the, I need to get his priorities right. Yeah, it's not, again, it's it hasn't voted yet. That's just one of the rumors that's floating around that they may be holding it up. How did Rob Rob Myers vote? He voted for the budget. He voted for a full PFD. As well, for a year and a half, he's finally doing something right. That's. That's a plus. But. Well, Rob Myers has been doing a lot. I don't know if you haven't been paying attention, but Rob Myers has been doing a lot right uh, over there. So yeah, but, he's been doing a lot wrong too. Okay, misstatements and doesn't correct himself. Okay, all okay, right, that's all I got. Thanks, Ray. I appreciate it. Out of time for this segment. Um, we got more coming up. Mike Shower is up next. The Shower Hour of Power. 
Boy, it ought to be a barn burner. You gonna put the two of us together with me feeling the way I'm feeling right now? Ooh, baby. All right, my friends. Hour two, dead ahead. The Michael Duke Show. I love how somebody who's come in and I've listened to you for a whole week and you had my you you were my favorite right up until the point where you said spend that money. Um, look, I never said that the budget was great. I said that paying the full dividend is a priority. I mean, this is I mean, this is a priority. I mean, do I like the fact that the budget could be upwards of nine billion dollars? No, but remember. $2 billion of that will be the dividend. $2 billion in the private economy. They were going to spend $7 billion anyway and then forward fund it. I mean, the other thing that I love here is about this budget, I mean, oh, you fiscal conservatives, is that now they don't have the money to forward fund education for two years at $1.2 billion a year. So, Yeah. I mean, yeah. So we're stealing money, stealing. So we're taking money from the from the other parts of the budget and using it to pay a full PFD. These pie in the sky wishes and dreams of forward funding education and all that. We're taking monies away from that and using it to pay a full PFD. By God, that's exactly what we want. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Man. Natasha. I mean, I, what, what must it be like to live in such a world that you just don't have to worry about any money at all? You just don't have to worry about it. What must it be like to to just not have those cares that us average plebeian peasants have to worry about? It must be a completely and totally different perspective. Just it might it just must be. I mean, oof, I just can't what good is a fistful of cash? Mr. President, what does a fistful of cash get you if you are sitting on the tundra wishing someone would come pick you up? Well, if we're wishing for somebody to come pick you up, maybe you're living in the wrong place. Because where I come from, we reach down and grab those bootstraps and pull hard. We don't wish for somebody to come and pick us up. We do what we need to do. We do what we need to do. Citizens of Alaska have been kicked in the groin for the last six years. Yep. Uh, I'm a tundra sitter. Yeah. What, what good is a fistful of cash? Well, I could outline what a good fistful of cash would do for me do for my family you know maybe I could have this broken tooth fixed I mean it's only been broken for months right maybe I could get some of those other things taken care of 
things we put off because, you know, you got to prioritize. Kids are more important than other things. I mean, what good is a fistful of cash? <sighs> Woof, man. Woof. Okay. Um, let me let me let me send a let me send a, an email here. Let me send a text message. Oh, oh, we're going to burn the house down today. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Um. <clears throat> do me a favor. If you have it already, would you like and share this video? Would you like and follow the show page? My God, there's 85 people in the chat room right now on Facebook, plus another half dozen or so, 10 in YouTube. Uh, we're almost up to 100 people. 100 people. Uh, if you share and like this morning, we could uh, we could pop up over that 100 mark. It's been a while since we've hit over 100 folks. Uh, but we would love to have you do it. <clears throat> it uh, it's uh, it's important to get more people in the uh, you know involved in the conversation. So if you haven't if you haven't liked it if you haven't shared it, please do so right now. That would be fantastic. If you would do that for me. Okay, um, look at that. The sun has risen. You hear it, the birds across the sky. You see the rays peek up over the horizon, and State Senator Mike Shower walks into the room. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Oh, tired after the last two days. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you fiscal conservatives. I can't believe how fiscally conservative you are spending all that money on people. <laughs> how dare us. <laughs> I just don't understand what a fistful of dollars would do for you. I mean, you know, if, if what do we do? What do we do for the people who are out on the tundra who are waiting for somebody to come pick them up? We just don't have the money to do that now because we gave them five thousand dollars. Except that all of those agencies are fully funded, but other than that, I guess, yeah. I can't wait to demystify and and pick apart some of the arguments that I've seen the last couple of days. Um, it is going to be fantastic. Hold the line with us. Have your coffee. Take a Red Bull too, and maybe a Monster and Adderall. Whatever you, whatever it needs to get you pumped up. Because I am psyched out of my mind here this morning. I'm already running on pure adrenaline and caffeine. We're ready to go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. Hour two starts right now. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? 
This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Mr. President, what does a fistful of cash get you if you are sitting on the tundra wishing someone would come pick you up? Or if you're calling a state trooper after being assaulted and no one comes? Or if you're trying to pay competitive pay for a teacher in rural Alaska and you can't pay for that? What good does this, what good does a high dividend do if you don't have also a balanced budget? I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but my God, the picture that this woman is painting. Uh, welcome to it, Hour 2 of the Michael Duke Show. That was Senator Natasha Von Imhoff on the floor of the Senate yesterday, just painting the picture of whoa. How, what, just whoa, what good would a fistful of cash do? Well, we could outline what a fistful a fistful of cash would do. Uh, let's bring on the good, the bad, the ugly. Speaking of a fistful of dollars, State Senator Mike Shower joins us today for uh, hour two of the big radio broadcast for the Shower Hour of Power. Uh, what good will it do, Mike? Which is the children and the teachers and the troopers, and nobody will come and get you. But wait, the budgets on those departments are fully funded as well. There, this, Michael, the, all of the agencies are fully funded. All of them, as far as I can tell, looking at the sheet, not only are fully funded, they went up from last year. Remember what I told you last week, the finance co-chairs briefed us the previous week or so. I think it's about an eight, it, at that time, it was about an eight and a half, 8.4 something percent increase. So we're back up to, and then some, the spending from a few years ago. So we've now, you know, they try to say, well, we cut too much, except which, remember we said mm-hmm. most of those cuts were to the capital budget, the stuff mm-hmm. we actually need, infrastructure, not the size of government. Mm-hmm. But we're back up to and above that now. So we've had a large increase from last year. Everything's fully funded. Everybody got more. And in addition to all of that, in the budget right now, when they talk about school and teachers, that little comment, they added in Senate finance an extra $60 million on top of the BSA because they can't crack the formula to get a BSA increase. So they just did it anyway. So not only is education fully funded, it's got an extra $60 million to play with. VPS, all the others got their full funding, et cetera, Mike. So I'm not really sure where the argument's coming from that the trooper's not going to come pick you up if, you, you know, you make a phone call because they've funded fully. Now, what I would say to that is if, if you make a phone call and you don't have a trooper, well, then finance must have made a mistake in the budget because it's certainly not a problem from passing a full budget yesterday. Right, exactly. I mean, I mean, at least you didn't talk about how the bridges were going to collapse under your feet. I, mean, I don't I, know how you could say that because we've actually pumped up that old capital budget, well, which, I'm, frankly, we need, but we did. Right, I know. But this is remember reminiscent, what was it, like three months ago she was talking about how the bridges were going to vibrate out from underneath of us and everybody with the troopers wouldn't answer the phone. I mean, this is the same kind of mantra, right? 
I, I can't I can't believe that you guys are going, oh, if you do this, then all these other departments will be not no, they're funded. That's why it's the biggest fully budget. That's, funded and then some. Yeah. That's why it's the biggest budget ever, because you had already fully funded everything. It was, I mean, two point something billion dollars of that will be the full PFD, which puts us over the top. But even before that, it was going to be one of the largest budgets in state history without a PFD. So what are you talking about? Well, Mike, there, look, you know what this budget does for the first time? And yeah, it's big. I, I grant you that. Everybody talked about that yesterday, right? And, and But for the first time since I've been there, and this is year five for me, we actually prioritize the people of the state with all of that extra money. We prioritized infrastructure, turning all of this money into concrete and steel, things that are enduring and that we need, including repairs and others. And then Port of Anchorage, the Port of Nome, which we need for the Arctic strategy, right? Um, and on top of all that, everything is still fully funded. We did not cut anything to get there. So, yes, it is a large budget, but this is part of saying, you know what, we have all this extra money from the oil revenue. We have the increase to the permanent fund and what we had from both earnings and the percent of market value draw. We have billions upon billions upon billions of dollars from all of the COVID money that the federal you know, government just printed dollars and pumped them our way. And we have been saying this for year three. How in God's name? Are we not helping our own people with our own money? <clears throat> well, yet government is fully fed and funded, while our people barely get by. Well, I think it was Ro- I think it was Roger Holland that made the comment the other day on the program that basically said, "What's the one slice of the population that really didn't feel the economic impact of?" Yep. Of the of the of the uh, of the pandemic, and it was the military employees, the state employees, the federal employees, the you know the municipal employees, the government, because they were fully funded, no matter what. Everybody made sure that they got the money. Uh, and I think more than anything else, this comment from Natasha points out the main problem in the thinking. What good is a is a fistful of cash when you're on the tundra wanting somebody to come pick you up? Again, give them the $5,000. They can pick themselves means, up. Mike. I don't know what that means. What does that mean, sitting on the tundra with a fish full of cash waiting and somebody come pick you up? It's illogical to me. The, the, you know, that's like saying the, the sun rose and um, you know, it's, it's orange. Yeah, okay. What's your point? I don't know what that means. It, what it means is that they're so angry that they lost the battle, well, at least for the last two days. I mean, who knows what the house is going to do, right? We'll talk about that, but... They lost the battle, and they're very angry because they wanted it all saved. When they talk about savings, now listen. <laughs> this is I, re- I really want to get into this. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the savings because that's the thing. They're going to drain out the savings account. Well, wait a minute. What savings? What are you talking about? Uh, break break the semantics of that down for us. So I'll, I'll get to the comments on how I set up my amendments on this budget on Monday, going through on Tuesday. But so – Let's talk about it. So they've tried to say that we're just spending everything down, right? They, they completely have ignored the fact and the arguments that the state has received those billions and billions of federal dollars, which have, all, have also gone to the state and the local governments and a whole bunch of other people, just 
just billions flowing into the state, Mike, and we still have no idea where all that money went. I'm so, I'm sorry, I don't. I mean, somebody does the audit somewhere, they maybe they'll figure it all out, but it it was filtered through this state through government hands like you would not believe. This money everywhere. So they completely ignore that for the last couple of years, right? Again, while the private sector in so many places got slaughtered um, with what happened. So we've seen the permanent fund just rocket through what it was supposed to be. As Roger Holland has pointed out for so many times on the floor, it wasn't supposed to be the $80 billion until 2028, right? And here we are in 2022, and it's it's already at that level. So when they keep talking about, you know, what we're spending, oh, well, we're now overspending, we're going to overdraw, let's get the facts right. Rob Meyer pointed out on the floor on Monday, I think it was Monday or yesterday, we could have funded the entire budget, Mike, and everything we did without one bit of deficit overdraw from the amount of earnings we had, or not earnings, but just the, the revenue, because oil went up so much, right? Everything, right? So in the permanent fund dividend is supposed to come from the earnings, right, of the permanent fund. Well, guess what? It earned more than we used for the dividend plus this energy relief check, <laughs> right? It earned more. So stop telling us we don't have the money. The problem, Mike, we have is that we have, you know, the size of government, and it is not, you know, it's not like doubled or anything in the last X amount of years. It should go back, you know, about 20, 25 years, then it's, it's gone up dramatically. But the point is, is that when you look at the funding, I don't know, we're about $5 billion, 4.7, 4.8, I don't know, whatever, with capital yesterday. They were trying to make the big point is, oh, we went from a billion-dollar surplus. It's funny how the language is, right? Oh, right. we got all this money, and now we got a surplus, and we don't know the, so much money. Oh, my God, now we're $1 billion down. We're just depleting everything. Well, let's break that down, shall we? How much time do we have? Uh, we, we, we got seven minutes, so go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah, perfect. Plenty of time. So let's break that down. So first of all, um, they had about $1.6, $1.7 billion in the Senate budget for a permanent fund dividend, right? Right. So that was the you know so-called 50-50-ish Right, but they want to live inside the box of the percent of market value draw, the SB twenty six that passed years ago. Now, now we got to follow the law, right? And we got to live inside that box. So, as I pointed out on the floor yesterday, when they kept talking about you know how we're overdrawing and doing all this kind of stuff, and oh, this is so unconstitutional because now the budget's underfunded. You can't have an underfunded budget. It says right here in the statute. It says right here, cost this, that, and the other. And so, one of my counterpoints as we were talking, I said, well, that's interesting. Because there was about 16 or 17 billion in the CBR, people that were in this room spent more than we had for seven years and drew down that CBR to nothing. When you're now all so concerned about the CBR being spent, and you all did it by using the funds and the savings that you're so worried about now, and kept <coughs> excuse me kept the party going. Right. But today, <clears throat> today, now. We have to live inside this box and follow the law. I said, we've already had it <clears throat> confirmed many times by the Supreme Court, thank you very much, that we can do whatever we want. We don't have to follow the Constitution. We don't have to follow the law. So we can do this all day long. And everybody's just looking at me like, uh, like, yeah, what are you going to say to that? Because you've all broken it so right. many times and everybody knows this. So don't sit here now with your hat in your hand and tell me that we have to follow the law. 
every one of you knows that's a bogus argument because you've all been doing it for the last 10 years. Right. How, years, seven, how, many, how many times did uh, Natasha and others mention balanced budget? I mean, I could swallow my own tongue at that point. Balanced so, budget? You guys just spent $18 billion over the last six years. I know, right? So, but, it, but you know, hey, Mike, you got to flip the narrative when it works for you. If you don't like it, then you say something else. So, oh, we're going to overspend it, and now we're underfunded. Well, let's talk about that. It's not underfunded, right, Mike? It's technically underfunded. It's also, according to Ledge Legal and Ledge Finance yesterday, going through the argument, they both told us, myself and a few other offices, because we're calling and asking, no, you can do that. They said, it's not, it's not unconstitutional. You've done it before. You can do it now. They said, but it is underfunded. And you just have to have a mechanism, which you guys have been doing for years, to make sure the money can be backfilled. It's like, okay, well, here, I'll have this amendment. And I had that one of my amendments that I didn't uh, put out on the table on Monday, so it was still in the queue. So we pulled it out, put that language in, put it back on the table, put it out yesterday. And a couple of them were very angry about that. But, hey, it's, it's totally what you guys have been doing. Use their own their own weapons against them. Yep. Put it in there and said, "Hey, you know, um, this can be backfilled from the ERA. You know, no big deal. Or the SBR. I forget what the language, but I think it's the SBR. They can backfill. Oh, that's going to drain nothing. Well, that's interesting. So let's talk about that because we did that on the floor when I put it out. I said, so you're because I had to go over to the Senate Finance Co Chair. I said, this is your math right here in the sheet you were just telling us about. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so um, we were 660 ish million um, underfunded, right? Once we have the you know the full PFD plus energy, but yeah, okay." I said, well, right here, the SBR, you know, says uh, $1.57 billion in it right now, right? Yeah. I'm like, well, if you subtract, we just added about $300 million per port, so it's about a billion dollars, right, that where we're at. Yeah. And we subtract that from the $1.57. That means there's still over half a billion left in the SBR. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Walked back across the room, said, okay, Mr. President, I'm ready. Now we can go back in the record. I said, well, right here, Senate Finance Coach here just said, even after this, we still have a half a billion plus in the SBR, right? And it may actually go up depending on the price of oil, what's projected. There's still $1.2 billion in CBR. And for some reason, we keep talking about running out of money and doing it, but there's over $15 billion in the ERA. I'm, I'm confused, Mr. President. And so I've looked at it going, no, it's plenty there. And by the way, on top of all that, according to OMB, there's going to be a half a billion dollars left over from the budget this fiscal year rolling into the SBR because it's unused because we had more money than we needed for this budget. <laughs> Cue the evil laugh. All right. Uh, hold the line. Mike Shower, our guest, the Michael Duke show. <laughs> oh my God. Using their own numbers against them. It makes me smile, smile. We're going to be back with more. Don't go anywhere. We continue the shower hour of power. How do we keep this rolling? How do we keep this fixed? That's up next. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Mike Showers, our guest. Mike, but didn't you didn't you read the didn't you read the paper? I mean, it said that we're going to drain the savings account, that this ballooned budget is going to leave us in dire straits and circumstances. <laughs> mm. No. <laughs> 
I don't read the liberal rag called the ADN or the Juno Empire or the Fairbanks News Miner. No, thank you. I don't give them my money. All right, let me add this up real quick. So, five hundred million still in the SBR. After all this is said and done, there still be half a billion dollars. One point two billion in the CBR. So now we're up to one point seven. Oh, but don't forget the $15 billion in the ERA, which can be drawn on with a simple majority vote of the legislature, that they, which includes, by the way, about, what, $4.5 billion, $5 billion of excess permanent funds that they took and never expended? Okay. Well, I think it's more than that, Mike. I think it's more like eight billion. I'd have to look at the numbers, but it's well, yeah. Something. I was it's, trying to be conservative, but yeah, I yeah. think it's, it's I think it's closer it's, to seven or something. But yeah, billions, billions of dollars, billions of dollars that they never paid the people according to the statutory formula. That is correct. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, the look. I mean, I would have paid good cash money to see the look on Bert Stedman's face when you went back and quoted him back on the record to see that. I mean, it must have just been astonishing well mike I'm, I'm just look this is their math this is their stuff and i'm trying to make the point uh, it, it, i'm not trying to i'm not trying to even throw a spirit of person i'm not i'm saying but you guys are making these arguments and and there's the math and you're saying why well, we can't do it or xyz and i'm going this is your math right here that you just briefed everybody and you're telling us it's going to be zero and i go and it's not this is the math, right? Yes, it is. Like, oh, then it's not right. What is correct is after the billion dollars, which, by the way, prioritizes the people of this state over government for the first time in years, and takes the money and puts it into concrete and steel, not just government programs. And, and I, I don't understand your the problem with this, but your math right here says it will not be drained. Everything they're hedging, they say, well, you can't be, you know, you can't count on high oil prices. Well, you guys are counting on low oil prices now. <clears throat> right. To make your arguments. Right. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, we'll talk about coming up with, you know, like I said, the, you can see the hypocrisy based on who voted for what, for budget, you know, you know, increases and reductions. And we'll talk about it. But it's, it's their own math, Mike. And that's what's frustrating is that, you know, they spent all this money for years previous and drained their savings. They seem to have completely had memory loss on that or that they were breaking the law for all those years. But now we can't do that. That's the part that's frustrating to me is they've completely flipped their arguments before. It was like, well, we got to spend, we got to do this. And they did all that stuff. And now it's like, oh, my gosh, we can't do it. Make, make your mind up. Which, which part are you going to be, you know, which, which narrative is it today? Because it's not the same. It's uh, changed. When we come back, I want to uh, dive into, <clears throat> I want to motivate and, and tell people what they need to do to help protect this in the in the House. And we'll go through that first, and then we'll come back to the details of, uh, of what happened and, and the amendment process and everything else, because I think it's fascinating. But we do need to have the call to action to, uh, to tell people what they need to do, which essentially... Uh, just for the for the tease here for the chat room because we're about sixty seconds out, but uh, essentially you need to contact every one of your legislators, every one of your uh, House of Representatives, uh, uh, every one of your representatives, and tell them that they need to support concurrence on this bill. Correct? Yeah, that's correct because it's going to be close, Mike. There is the possibility for a concurrence vote, which would mean that fifty five hundred would stand. But there's some House minority member Republicans that are not going to vote for this, I'm hearing. And, of course, you got a core bunch of Democrats in the House that aren't going to vote for it. But there's there's some that will or may. 
And so it's going to be doggone close. And if a few of those Republicans bail for whatever their reasons are, this is going to fail, and this is going to be on them. Um, and I guess we should talk about uh, – we don't have enough time to get into the details of that. I guess part of it had to do with some uh, pro-life uh, or pro-choice contingency or something in the bill. We could talk about that as well. But we'll, we'll, we'll motivate people to get things going on. So hold the line, Mike. We're going to jump right back into it. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio like and share this show. Let's uh, let's get back to it. Here we go. Uh, right right now. All right, welcome back to the program. <clears throat> Continuing, uh, Mike Showers, our guest. We've been talking about the details of what actually took place the last couple of days on the Senate floor, but let's move on to the call to action uh, for a minute before we get. We'll we'll come back and we'll revisit some of the details and some of the, you know, we'll do a little celebratory dance on how we were able to save it. But let's before that, let's call to action on how we actually make sure that this crosses the finish line. Because this race is far from over. Um, I mean, the full PFD and the energy relief is now passed in the Senate, and it's going to go over to the House, who may hear it today. Uh, there may be a concurrence vote, but what we're hearing right now is that there's some of the minority members of the Republican uh, uh, caucus, the minority caucus, that are waffling. And so we need to be contacting our representatives and uh, encouraging them to vote for concurrence. Mike, um, tell us a little bit about the details of this, and and you know, plan the numbers out for us here. What do we need to What do we need to see? Well, look. So, the House to have a what's called a concurrence vote. So the Senate sends a bill. In this case, the, the budget. They send this omnibus budget bill to the House. Any bill, and then the House takes up that bill. They read it on the floor, and they have what's called a concurrence vote. If they concur, if at twenty one or more, vote yes on the concurrence. It means that bill passes, and then it doesn't go back to the Senate. It gets transmitted after, you know, legislative work, whatever, to the governor, and it, if he signs it, it becomes law. So the budget bill will go to the House. They have it. They should have it by now. Um, and within 24 hours or so, after 24 hours, they can take it up, and they'll, they may. They could also delay it. It depends on how they want to play the game. And They'll read it across the floor at some point, and they'll have that concurrence vote. If 21 vote yes, it's done. The $5,500 is locked in. The ports of Anchorage, the port of Nome, the road infrastructure, all the capital stuff that we needed, all of that, the whole fully funded budget plus some, is going to the governor. And then he'll you know, have his hack at it. He may do some vetoes or something, you know, whatever, But because you know, the governor has his, his you know, chance at the budget. But it had become law. And he'll sign that, and I'm sure that he'll allow the you know the dividend amount to go through. That's something he's been harping on for years as well. So that's the vote. However, I've been asking because now we're all like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we got this past the Senate. You know, honestly, I, none of us, you and me as well, believe that we would get this far. Right? <clears throat> Last week, I was highly skeptical. Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> highly skeptical is an understatement. I think our conversation, our conversation after the show was, uh, yeah, highly skeptical. I think pessimistic at some point would probably be a more accurate uh, 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 description. 
you you may be correct, sir. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> but when you go to the House, then you know they've got to have that twenty-one votes. Well, you have eighteen Republicans in the minority. Um, there's three other Republicans, you know, as well. There's Rasmussen, Merrick, and Louis Stutes. Um, that are, well, two of those American students are in the House majority with the Democrats. Right. Uh, Sarah Rasmussen has just kind of stayed on her own, you know, out there. So she's in her own minority of one. So if you had all 21 Republicans that were going to vote for it, it's a done deal. I don't think that's the case. I'm not sure. But I know that there's a few like Bart LeBon and Steve Thompson, um, you know, have consistently voted against the dividend. Okay, that's their right. They can do that. I mean, they answer to their own people. If their people send them back, as has happened in many of the districts we've talked about, so be it. But those are probably two votes you can't count on. I don't know what the two that are in the majority are going to do, right, because they've got a binding caucus, et cetera. And who right. knows? I mean, this is the end of the two years. They, you know, like, I'd, I'd do the right thing, folks, because you got a campaign coming up and, right. and whatever. And there yeah. is also a couple <clears throat> that are potentially going to vote no because there was a uh, a very small, you know, like couple sentence, and I don't even think it was maybe a couple three hundred thousand dollars. I don't remember exactly, but there was some language in there about not funding using any portion of the state's um, general funds to fund abortions, and that passed as an amendment in the House. Like really, I think it was pretty close. Also, like a twenty-one vote. I don't remember exactly something, but it passed. Right. Right sent to us. It was brought up yesterday by one of the members, um, it, and it failed in the Senate. I think that was on Monday, an amendment going through, and it failed uh, like 12 to 7 or something. And that's because, you know, you got seven Democrats in the Senate out of 20. Only one of those are, are pro-life. Um, and out of the 13 Republicans, about, you know, four or five of them are, they're, are uh, pro-choice, right? They're not, they're not for um, restricting abortion at any whatever. So, it wasn't going to make it through the Senate, almost for sure, and it did not, right? So now you have, out of this budget, with everything going on and the you know, $5,500 PFD potential for the people, there's a couple that are you may actually vote no on the whole budget because of that. One small thing that, by the way, was the governor was probably going to add it back in even if it got stripped out because of the Supreme Court orders, et cetera. So until... The Supreme Court of the U.S., which is likely to take it up this year, right, the big Roe v. Wade battle going, if that does happen and it's overturned, well, then the time for that battle would be next year, right? Because right. now we have a precedent. We have something well, to the, hang our hat on against our own Supreme Court in the state, blah, 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 blah. But that's a battle for another time. You're not going to win the one right now that you have. So, fine. Again, they're right to vote that way. But here's the point. When you start adding up the numbers, that could be 14 out of the minority. Well, now you've got to get seven more people you know, that are floating out there like, you know, Rep Rasmussen and, and a few of the others, that's pretty tough to get there. And if there was, you know, 16 votes or so in the mind, now you only have five. Well, you're pretty close on that because there's some people, you know, um, that I'm doing the numbers and counting that you might get to 21. So here's my point, Mike, of all of this maneuvering and who's voting for what and yes and whatever they're going to hang their hat on for their, their no vote or whatever it's going to be is that if the House doesn't concur today or whenever they take this vote up here soon, then it goes to conference committee. If it goes to conference committee, you will have the same four finance co-chairs plus two minority members, one from each body, so six people. And I don't know who those will be at this point. If they do it, will be on that conference committee. 
So the same co-chairs that, you know, through their actions, but, you know, the direction of their caucuses or whatever they did that, that find those finance tables that gave us the $1,200 PFD from the house and at best a 50, 50 PFD for 2,400 or so, whatever it was going to be on the finance side from the Senate will be the ones in charge of the conference committee. Now, if you think a $5,500 PFD is going to survive that table, well, again, I got that beachfront property for you in Arizona. Right. If the House does not vote to concur, Mike, it will evaporate, and they will drop it to who knows what. It's one of the reasons I put in the amendment for a full statutory PFD, and shockingly it passed. I actually didn't think it was going to. I was probably as shocked as anybody out there um, on Monday when it passed. I put it in for that reason because not only have we been fighting for that, and I think it's right, when Senator Wilson put in the energy relief payment, $1,300, and that passed, that language, because him and I had discussed this, the language was specifically put in to match the House language because when the budget goes, if it passes, and it did, that means they can't touch that at the conference table. So that amount, that 1300 is safe. But the 4200 the statutory, is not safe because the right. conference committee will get free powers, and they can just go in and go cut, cut, cut. Right. They're all about cutting that. Not government, but they will cut that PFD. You better believe it. Oh, yeah. And I had a number of people telling me, well, you know, we should, come on, you, we can go lower than that. We don't need the, you know, I said, well, let me let me ask you guys a question. One specific person was trying really hard to get me to, to lower that number down and put in another amendment or do something else and maybe strip out that $1,300 because, you know, 4200 that's enough. Who that's what? I, like, got, I got to know who was it. I mean, I, you, you know, I mean. Well, there were a lot of sidebar conversations, Mike, and I don't want to. Uh, I'm going to hold – these were not open public discussions, so I'm not going to do that because that would be throwing people under the bus unfairly okay. in the, the private one. So that one I'm I'm going to hold off on. But there were – just trust me, there were people that really, really, really did not want that $4,200 amendment in there for the size of this. And you can look at the votes on the board and others. You can take your guesses. But um, – the point was, is that I looked at the person, I said, so you want me to drop the amount down or not have this and for something smaller, because I know what's going to happen. What's going to happen is, is what's happened every year I'm, I'm here, Lucy's going to pull the football out from me, Charlie Brown. And I said, if I do that, and then we go to conference committee, what's going to happen is they're going to chop that sucker down. Well, you know, 25, I'm sure that they'll, they'll hold the line on that. No, they won't. Right. If we start at 2,500, what's going to happen? They're going to negotiate with the House, who has a $1,200 PFD, and you and I both know where that's going, Mike. They're going to chop it down to God knows what, and it's going to be back to nothing, because their whole goal is to save it for government. Not saving it for the people, not saving it for our future, like they'll tell you. They want to save it for government. Yep. Right? That's the point. So if we start at least at 4200 plus the 1300 and there's some room for them to negotiate, they go too far, there's going to be hell to pay. But they can certainly chop some of it down, and at least we're with the thirteen hundred. We're still going to stay at something that's at least close to a statutory PFD, right? Right. I mean, right. my logic on it was I, I had that one, then another one, then another one. I was just going to try to get as high of a number as I could for assuming there would be a negotiation at the conference at the conference committee. I just assumed there would be, and there still may. So I said, I want to be starting a negotiation from way over here. <laughs> right. High number. I want to start yeah. negotiating from a low number. We're yeah. going to get screwed again. I mean, that's no. not how negotiations work. You always start with the highest number possible because you're happy if you get half of it at that point. All right. So, that's right. Um, so, so 
we're we're five we're four and a half minutes here, so I want to I want to say who do we need to focus on? So obviously, and again, the language that you were talking about before on the no general no general funds for abortion services and other things like that that was mostly symbolic language. It went in. DHSS is not even really enforcing it. I mean, it was a good win out of the house, but it's not something to hang your hat on. I mean, is what I'm saying. So who do we need to who do we really need to push on? Definitely some of the minority members, but also some of the majority members, right? I mean, we should be sending emails to Sarah Rasmussen. We should be sending emails and phone calls to Kelly Merrick, to Bart LeBon, to Steve Thompson, to Chris Kirka, to David Eastman. Who else needs I mean, who else do we need to push on this specifically like to get it? Of them. Every House member. Now there's some that are never gonna vote for, right? Zach Fields, Andy sure. Story, Josephson, you Pat know, Hannon, Pat those, those Kattak, types. Pat Kattak, Foster. I mean <laughs> Yeah, uh, Josiah, I'm pretty sure he supports this. I mean I, I Neil Foster put in a full PFD amendment on on the House finance table as a co chair. So there are some that I think want this for the campaign season, for the politics, for their people, good reasons. I'm not even saying they're, they're bad reasons necessarily. I'm saying but there's a lot of people I think that really would like to see this go through. Some people were scared and shocked of a, of a concurrence vote. Oh, my God, a $5,500. I know, it's terrible. How dare us put $22,000 into the, the hands of a, a, a four-person family? I mean, you know, other than the fact it's life-altering and they could change their lives forever. Nick Bagich, you know, the guy running for Congress, made a point yesterday. Somebody told me, said, well, that's that's real that's real money. He's like, you could take that $5,500. He actually did the math, right? I, I didn't even know this. He said, you could take that $5,500, and, and if you just invested that alone, but, you know, for your child when they were born and did nothing else and never touched it, and it had the average rate of return until they're 65, they'd have about a million dollars. That one thing, if that's all you'd ever did, just that one thing. Don't yep. tell me this is not, not, this doesn't matter. Or you put that away, plus whatever else for kids' colleges, you know, all that stuff. Anyway, so, um, yeah, Mike, you, there are a number of people that, you know, the core Democrats in the House, probably not really worth your time, but, hey, might as well hit them all, right? right. You never know if you might change one heart and mind um, for this season, at least. But everybody, I'm not going to pick on one in particular, although there are some that have ideological stands that may ra- unravel this, and then it's going to be on them. I'm just telling you right now, Mike, if there's a couple people that say, I- ideologically, I'm going to plant my flag in the ground, I said, and, and we-, we lose this by one vote. I said, good luck. You can go back to the Matsu or you can go back to Kenai or wherever you're going to go, you know, and, and tell your people, well, you just took $22,000 away from a family of four. Have fun with that one, you know. Um, or you took away, you know, $5,500 from a college kid that all of a sudden would have some, or whatever it may be, right? Name it. You tell them that. But, Mike, there is a chance here to concur on this, and there are members that are soft, and I mean soft in their in their opposition that I think would be willing to and, and actually want to vote for this PFD that prioritizes the people for the first time in seven years. Um, and they would love to do that in a campaign year. They would love to do that in a year coming out of three years of COVID debacle that's destroyed economies and, and people's money. They would love to do it, you know, to show that we can actually do the right thing for once and help people when energy costs are high. They, there are people that are soft on this and would, I think would like to do that. And if they see support, from a lot of people, I think a couple of them may vote yes, that otherwise may not have and not sure. I think we're really close, Mike. I don't know. We may fail on this one. And then every all the, the great hype in the last couple of days will be back in the hands of the same people that you know are going to want to cut it, and they're angry, and they will. 
but um, you know, we'll see. It just depends. Just go for them all, right? But um, you got to hit that core group of people that you know look at the board and who's voted yes and who's voted no. And just because they voted no doesn't mean they're going to vote now. You know, no now. So right, we got a chance, and well, people need to, to to go full afterburner on this one and, and do your best. Well, and, and again, I'm going to name the names just because, and I know you're you're trying to walk the line there, and I'm not trying to push you into it, but again, some of these names that we know are on the fence uh, on some of this, and especially even amongst the majority. I mean, we're talking about, again, Foster, uh, Garen Tarr. She's, she's kind of uh, been semi-supportive of these things. Again, we need to reach out to Garen. How much she represents Hill, she represents, uh, you know, Mountain, Mountain, uh, Mountain View. I mean, how, how, how much could it make a difference uh, in a family in Mountain View to receive $20,000? She should be supportive of this, you know, Zulkowski, yeah. Pat Katak, again, uh, Sarah Rasmussen, maybe her people in her district don't need it, but maybe their families could still benefit overall. We need to reach out to her. Tom, I'm pretty sure that uh, Josiah Pekatuk uh, supports it. I'm pretty sure Sarah Rasmussen does. Um, I I think Garen Tarr's been pretty supportive. I think the struggle has been being in a, a House majority that wants to control everything. You know, that especially the first year is tough, right? Because then what happens to you if you vote against us? What happened to me, you know, a couple of years ago under the rule of Kathy Geisel, right? They strip you of everything. And the next year, you're absolutely, you, you've got nothing, right? Right. No effectiveness, no ability to you know, uh, policy new bills. So, oh, hold so that's the end of two years, brother. That's oh, over. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm I just looked up and I'm I gotta we gotta go. Back with more of the Michael Duke show continues. You're home for common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. One final segment with Mike Showers. Back with more right after this. Don't go anywhere. Wow, sorry, I was running up against <clears throat> a hard stop there uh with Mike. Um uh, you know, I again um so tell me this person that was begging you um, to change the number, did they vote for or against the final budget? Can you at least tell me that? I'm pretty sure that uh, anybody that would be wanting you to not have that number on the board would have voted against it. Okay. All right. I'm just I'm just curious. That narrows it down for me. And There, I, there was more than one, Mike. Oh, I, I, know. I know. There wasn't just one person. I'm just yeah. – it was – I'm just highlighting a conversation where somebody's like, come on, we don't really want that high number. I'm yeah. like, well, actually, yeah, I do. Well, I'm like, I, I want to pump three and a half, $3.4 billion into our economy. I want to see people crawl out of the hole we've been in. Um, yeah. I want a person to have a fist full of cash on the tundra, just like I wanted to have it on the road system. So, um, because there's amazing things that can be done with this. And yeah, I know. Some people, Mike, we always get these stupid arguments, right? Oh, well, they're going to go out and buy alcohol, and they're going to go out and buy this. And that. But some of them might. Yeah, some of them they might. They might do they, that. They might do that, yeah. Well, no, but, I mean, I still, so remember how, I still remember how shocked I was in interviewing, for example, somebody who voted against it, Josh Revac. I still remember how he was just incredulous about, well, you know, what if what if the dividend got up to $10,000? I mean, what could should, we shouldn't be giving people $10,000. And I said, why not? If we gave people ten thousand, the government's getting ten thousand for every person there. A rising tide floats all boats. What's wrong with that? And he just couldn't figure it out. I could see some of the logic behind some of these questions. Well, Mike, I go. Why are people so angry and against people having a better quality of life? Because for most Alaskans, let's just be real. There are some that will abuse anything, right? That's the life we live. That's the human nature. But for most Alaskans, a 
PFD of this size will be potentially life-altering. It will mean no stress going through the winter with the cost of energy through the roof. It means they can fix their car and put tires on it. It means they can buy the clothes for their kids' school. That means they can pay off their credit card bill because they're, you know, they lost their job or whatever. It means they can make a dent in their medical payments. It means for them survival that a lot of people in the legislature have never had to worry about in their life. They will never understand. You're not sure if you're going to keep your apartment or house two weeks from now right. because you're barely paying the bills. They will never understand. You're not sure if you're going to be able to feed your children. They will never understand. You're not sure if you're going to be able to keep the lights and the heat on because you're running out of money and you're on a fixed income as a senior citizen <laughs> or disabled. Right. Or you lost your job because of the, the COVID impacts. Thank you, government, very much. So they will never understand how something like this can actually make the difference for people. You want to talk about suicide and other stuff, people that can't support their family? Yeah, that, that hurts, right? But all of a sudden they go, oh my God, I got 20. I'm going to make it. Oh, the next year, I'm going to make it. I can pay my bills. I'm going to make right. it through an entire year. I'll tell you right now, brother, for my, my daughter right there with her kids, that, that will get her through. That, that's a month and a half of income for her in one fell swoop on top of everything else. Right? right, giving her a buffer to do whatever she needs to do to be able to, get to take by care. Instead yeah. of struggling now as a single mom, barely paying the bills, yep. barely, sometimes helping her because she needs it to get through it. And she's doing it all right and working hard. But, Mike, we are talking about something that will literally, for most Alaskans, be life-altering. It will actually allow them to make it all work, pay off bills, get themselves set up, make it through what's going to be a long winter with high energy costs. It's just, right. I don't, yeah. I, I can't fathom. Right, the, why you would stand the, against that. Why, I can't fathom why. Look, here's my story. I lived in, in Fairbanks for most of my adult life. And when we got dividends, those dividends came at the opportune time to set us up for winter. I mean, yeah. every winter it was it was heating fuel in the tank. You know, first it's seventy nine or eighty nine cents a gallon, and at one point over five and a half dollars a gallon for heating fuel. Five thousand dollars to fill your heating tank, to put tires on the car, to make sure the kids had new winter clothes because they'd outgrown everything else. To do all those things to get you ready. When I moved down to the valley for the first time ever. I was able to put some of that money away and have the peace of mind to know that if something happened, there was a few thousand dollars in the bank that I could go to if I needed to. It was a tremendous load off. And then, of course, they started taking the dividend and that all disappeared. This would be life changing. Yes, it would, Mike. And that's where it is so hard for me growing up poor to understand why some legislators seem to have such anger towards citizens to want to improve their lives, to want to have something in the bank. And I know that most Alaskans will use this not nefariously, not maliciously, not in some by buying alcohol. They will use it to get by. Yeah, exactly. So I will never yeah, got, buy some of these counter arguments. Got to got got go. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share. Only 23 shares. There's almost 100 people in the chat room. Only 23 people have shared it. Shame. Shame. (laughs) Here we go.
One final segment now with Mike Shower, uh, our guest. Um, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through I'm gonna run through it real again real quick. I mean, Mike Shower says everybody, but I'm gonna focus real quick because I don't want him to have to name names to make everybody feel bad. The people that should be contacted immediately this morning. You should stop what you're doing right now. Reach out to their offices. Just go to akleg.gov and and get their information, their emails, their phone numbers. And you need to call people like Sarah Rasmussen, Kelly Merrick, Bart Lebon, Steve Thompson, um, uh, Chris Kirka, uh, D- David Eastman. Those are some of the names on our side of the aisle, supposedly, that you need to call. Louise Stutz, you could try, but I don't think it's going to matter. And then on the other side, you know, again, uh, uh, Foster, uh, Zulkowski, T- Garantar, and again, Josiah Patkatak, just to, to bolster him up, those are some of the names. That's 10 names almost right there that you could call and contact and say, please, please, please help Alaskans out in this time of need. And that's just 10. And you could send it to all of them if you want. But that's who you need to send it to uh, uh, right now. Mike Showers, our guest. Mike, uh, back to it. Uh, down to the last uh, eight minutes or so here. So I'm just going to, you know, get, let you get back into it, talking about the the process and what happens if it doesn't get concurrence. What, what where do we go from here? And then what does it look like in your mind? This is on you guys now, and this is on the house. I've done my part. Um, I've done everything I could do down to the down to the wire, Mike and. For the first time, we were successful in getting out of the Senate. Shockingly so, but we were. Um, and like I said, a budget that prioritizes the people over government, infrastructure we desperately need, um, and still within what we have well within, not even really spending hardly beyond the revenue, the taxes that we already have because of so much money. So that's it. Man. It's over to you guys. Now it's on you. Get the job done, and hopefully the House will do it. I can't do any more right now than what I have done and what I'm trying to do, talking to people and getting the word out. So it's on your shoulders now, folks. So, you know, pick up the ball and run with it. Um, I did want to talk briefly about the process because it was pretty fascinating. So I set my amendments up in order. I had a number of them um, and started off with a few ads, right? The first one was $18,707. Woohoo, big money, right? Um, but it was stripped out for some reason of the budget. It was for the shooting sports, right? And there was some anti-gun folks stripped it. I don't know. Um, but it was, that helps go to high school so we can continue to have kids doing, you know, trap and skeet kind of stuff, you know, because we've had one that went to the Olympics, you know, that kind of stuff. And so real small, I just want to see, test the waters. And I had people, oh, are you going to vote for the budget if we pass this? I'm like, really, dude, seriously? $18,000 and the $16 billion? Okay, whatever. But so, and then I went to another, I said, well, I tried one for, and, and that passed. It's the only thing I got to the past besides the PFD statutory amendment, which is such a, you know, 18700 to $2.7 Woohoo! Um, $10 million uh, for Ad to ASME and the uh, Marketing Institute for our seafood and for the travel industry. I go, well, that's about $4 billion worth, right, for $10 million, right? Because they got, we need to get out of COVID. So I said, well, we'll try the $10 million. We'll see if that, that failed. Oh, that's too much money. We can't spend that. No, no, no. Boy, I had a bunch of people speak out against that. And then I said, okay, well, let's try another one here. We'll do uh, we'll do $393 million, right? Just jump it up, you know, for the Port McKenzie Rail Extension. So we have two ports, right? And finish that road. Then we have all the, you know, transportation stuff. We need to get the rail moving. So we've got the backup and, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, that was too much money. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Well, put another one. How about 190 We'll cut it in half. Just give us something to keep it moving. Oh, that's too much money. You can't spend that. I said, okay, okay. So we went through... You know, a couple of those, right? 
They said, okay, well, now it's time for all you guys that have been talking about how we, we've got to save money. So now it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Now I got some reductions for you. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was night and day, Mike. It flipped. I'm like, oh, I said, okay, so let's start with some small reductions here. You know, let's, let's reduce this. I had like $7 million for a union that already got a ton of COVID money, you know, for to keep paying for their health care. I'm like, you know, well, that, oh, no, that's really, that's important. We need to, you know, we need to spend that. You know, that's, you know that got voted down. Like, well, you know, how about, you know, uh, half a million for this little thing here? You know, let's just, no, no, that's, that's really important. We look at that. We don't, we can't possibly cut that. I mean, that's just real, you know, it's like, well, how, how about the $60 million Senate finance added um, that, that basically jumps around the BSA for education funding? Right. Um, because, you know, you're just adding it and you're just, you're, avoiding the process that everybody loves so much you're just going to add it no 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 that's what you know we a teacher is important you know he's just, we got to have that extra money that's 60 million that's a that's a big deal you know, we can't touch up okay get that down like well, well what about the forward funding for education for 1.2 billion like isn't dps department of public safety isn't that important what about department of corrections keeping the prisoners like and, and then rehabilitating isn't that a big deal what, what about health and social services that touches more people than education how come we're not for wow well, i yeah, education. I mean, you know, constitutional, you know, importance, and and that's a big, big deal, and 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 we we can't touch that. I'm like, mm, okay. So, what I found fascinating, Mike, is that all it is is perspective, right? It's like, right, you can't add money that somebody else wants. That's terrible. It's too much spending. But when somebody then also turns around and suggests what I had about, you know. Not including forward funding for education, that was 1.2 billion, but about 140 million in cuts. Oh, that's terrible. We can't cut those. That's that's too much. So, I actually said to the floor multiple times, "I'm getting really confused here, Mr. President. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to spend or save." Because I put some spends in here that were all about things that would return money. Because I had an eye on a couple things. I want to spend money, but it's going to give us something, right? Concrete and steel, infrastructure. It's going to bring money back to the state because it's an investment type thing, like you know our seafood marketing industry that brings in billions of dollars, right? So right. that was. But but then I put in the cuts because they said we need to save money, and and then they all got voted down. Right. I'm, I'm I'm confused, Mr. President. What are we supposed to do? And you can just see him looking at me. I'm like. What do you guys want me to say? Just proving that it's it's hypocrisy. You can't possibly spend the money. It's terrible. Oh, but you can't save it and cut it either because that's terrible. Well, which one is it, Mike? You tell me. Right. Right. That's it. That's a question. It is. The whole thing is terrible at this point. The hypocrisy of it is speaks large. I spoke to that earlier on the program. Um, down to two minutes here, Mike. Uh, so now is the call to action, your elevator pitch to the listeners. I'm going to be posting up on Facebook, the contact information and the names that I think we need to be contacting you. Uh, you got uh, 90 seconds here. Go ahead. I, I don't know what else to tell you, Mike. I mean, let's talk about bacon for 90 seconds. I don't know. I've done everything within my power that I know how to do every maneuver, every amendment, you know, working the boats, running through the building, um, you know, just everything I can do um, to try to make this happen. I mean, you know, I, I, I watched one person vote for the, you know, our kind of comprehensive, you know, the Port of Anchorage, the Port of Nome, and, the you know, third, a little bit for infrastructure in the Matsu on roads. And that person, after adding that, you know, $300 million to the capital budget, um, then voted against the budget because said it was too big. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. So you know, and that's what some of us got in trouble for, right? Say, oh well, you know, if we if we put these ads in, are you going to vote for the budget? I said, I don't know, and they were angry with me. I'm like, well, you're angry with that member that's in your group there that um, voted for 
$300 million in capital and then voted against the budget? Are you going to say anything to him? I bet not. So, you know, whatever, Mike. I mean, just... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, take, anyways, take, take the W, my friend. Take the win for today. We'll keep uh, fighting yeah. it. We'll keep doing what we can do. Thank Get busy, you. folks. Get, burn up the phones. you got a shot at it. We, we've given you something here, and if the household that we're good, if they don't, it's yep. not on me. Yep. It's on them. So Let's get, get it done. Be done. Thank you so much, my friend. As always, it's great to talk with you. Hold the line for a second. Folks, we're out of time. The Michael Duke Show continues tomorrow. Oh, it might be a barn burner. We'll see you then. Be kind. Love one another. Live well. Anything we missed, Mike? Anything oh, we didn't geez. hit? Anything that we need to, to to rail on here, real quick? No, we covered all the big stuff. We got it. You know, that's all that happened. It's not the the, in, the the dirty details aren't necessarily that germane. What really matters at this point, Mike, is we got a chance to do some good stuff here, and I just hope the people will, you know, get in touch with their representatives. I hope the reps, enough of them, will decide that this is the time to do the right thing by Alaskans for once and let's just get it done and then we can move on from here. And yeah, we're going to have to have a fiscal plan moving forward to make it all balance and work out. I know that I even said that on the floor with everything else. I said that too. I said, part of the problem we're sitting here, I should have said this on the radio is because you guys won't take up the fiscal policy workers. So we gave you a plan. We gave you options here. You didn't take it. That's why we're back here doing this now. Don't be mad at me. I've been part of the solution. You guys aren't. So, you know, we'll have to take that up at some point and figure out how to make this all balance and work. But for this year, oh, well, you guys didn't take it up. That's not my problem. That's your problem. That's that's failed leadership. Right. So don't look at me. I'm going to fight for the people <clears throat> in my district that desperately need the help. And I did my job. So let's hope that the House will do theirs. And then, uh, you know, we'll pick up the you know torch and fight the battles next year. But that's where we are for now. Uh, don't know what else to say. Uh, House convenes at 10 a.m. It looks like for to take this up. So we've got a couple hours to send out emails. I'm going to put a list of names together. I've already posted a link in the chat room with the contact info for all the House members. Um, I'll give you a list of names, and you can reach out to each one individually, both Democrat, Republican, and not affiliated. And you can uh, you can send those emails out to them and tell them why you believe they should be supporting a full dividend. Uh, I be- do. I- do think, Mike, you've got more time than that, though, because I think they can't take it up for 24 hours after transmittal, which would be later today or towards the evening. So you do have all day, I believe. I don't want to be wrong on that, but I, I believe you've got all day to contact people, well, I think, just FYI. Haven't we fallen within the 24-hour rule now? Uh, I No, because they haven't named the conference committee until they name okay. the conference committee members. We're not on the 24-hour rule. Okay. Well, we will. Uh, I'll put this list out together. I'll post it to my Facebook page. You guys can share it out there and uh, and and get more people involved. We'll have the day to get it done. But if you do nothing, you got no room to complain at this point. That's all I'm saying. It's on you, folks, listeners, to get this word out, to share it with people, to let them know what needs to be done. Uh, thank you, my friend. I, I appreciate you more than you know. Thank you for coming on board. I appreciate it. All right, folks, take care. We'll see where it is next week when we talk, and uh, hopefully we, we won this one. But good luck in the meantime. Get on the phones. Yeah, good luck. You're going to be on uh, You're going to be on radio out in the bush today too, right? Yeah, I'm doing that. And, Fagan, I'm going I'm to hit them all, Mike. I'm going to try to get the word as far and wide as I can get it. Do it. Do it, my friend. Thanks for coming on board. Folk, folks, we will see you tomorrow. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people.
It's the Michael Duke Show.